taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the podcast, the video game podcast that all you pirates listen to. This week, oh dear, the Donut Galaxy is bewitched. The news is updating. Our topic is into heavy petting. I mean, you know, as in like doggos and games, you know. Uh, And then our dragon this week is double fine, Tim Schaefer. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. Hey, uh, so we're... uh, Welcome back this week, guys. We're going to be You can't just doing... throw out heavy petting like that and just yes, not, like, we, no. <laughs> we, uh, clarify. This isn't a first date. We know what's going on. <laughs> clarify what's to... going on here. What? Are we, are we, ha- there's no heavy petting dogs here. No, we're, we're talking about dogs and games. Oh, you know? okay. You know, they, they really like, you know, petting, you know, okay. if you can in those games. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. 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 I like dogs. Yeah. And I like cats. And I like parakeets. Those are the three things I like. All other animals can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week, uh, we are uh, separate casting as we are doing it in two separate locations instead of just very far apart in one. <laughs> yeah. Social distance cast is back. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, we, we knew we, we were going to be back here. I, I had zero yeah, faith we're in, Florida. In, in Florida's trends. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we so. only have 10 times more cases than we had two weeks ago yep that's all <laughs> or you know also known as you know like 1500 times the amount of cases than the last time yeah. we did oh it God. separately yeah. <laughs> exactly in april um yeah. so it, yeah the four of us <laughs> uh bear with us because we are we are doing this remotely again that's right wow yeah we're hoping so, to get Louis uh, back but not this week right yeah exactly he was already going to be gone this week which made it a little bit easier to to do it but we're gonna see what we can what we can do next week and the week after because we gotta get him back. We gotta get him back. So yeah. so if you're listening to this, please wear a mask so that we can podcast in person again. Thank you. <laughs> please. <laughs> Pretty please. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, let's just get into our games this week. Do 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 do. What, what are, are you, you playing? playing? That'll be fun to edit again. <laughs> No, no, it won't. <laughs> Thanks, producer Joe. Just take the clip from last episode and then just put it in there and don't worry. No one will know. No, I'll, then cut Nobody. this part out. <laughs> you know what? It would probably work. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that. That's actually sound logic in the editing world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would be fun. All right, so uh, you know, how about uh, Amanda? You want to start us off this week? Sure, that makes sense because I I played an old game. Like oh, really? an ancient Ooh. game from ancient times. Pac-Man? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Mrs. Pac-Man? No, even better. <laughs> even older. Baby Pac-Man? The Witcher 3. Ooh. Ooh, that's so old. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 2014 game, maybe? Yeah, I 2014, think, I think. Right 2013, maybe? We, we made New Year's resolutions this year. And oh, um, some of us uh, decided to follow up on our Ooh. New Year's resolution by, by learning how to block right. in a video game. Okay. And The Witcher has, has both the blocks and the parries, neither of which I'm good at. Dodging, I got down, but the block and the parry <laughs> are not my thing. So I uh, downloaded The Witcher, which um, is a game that I've actually played before. I just quit because I didn't like the combat style. Okay, yeah. So was it just the combat? What about the combat style was not... 
gelling with you? Was it just the blocking? Yeah, it was um, the blocking and the pairing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I remember you played The Witcher before I played The Witcher. Like yeah. you played it pretty much like when it came out. I was very excited. Um, and so, but uh, yeah, you kind of fell off with that. I, m- I remember you saying just like at a certain point, just didn't feel I don't know fun with the, the the quest system wasn't working for you at that time. Right. It was it was very well th- I played it before they redid the inventory management right. and rearranged some stuff so um or it redid could the it, menu. it could be some of that was a little frustrating but I don't remember that being a problem. I think okay. it was purely just that I was trying to play it while only like using half the buttons on the <laughs> controller and it was not the way to play that game. Sure. So I picked it back up, determined to to teach myself something. I started in what I would like to call baby mode, which is them being like, you know what? Just play the story. There's no, none of these guys are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And then I got bored, which is a good thing because that meant I was, I was fighting okays. And then I had Troy sit on the sofa next to me and go like, hey, no, just no, now. No, 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 no. See, see the light when the light comes up? So it's I got to now. be Witcher coach. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> run, away, run away. How's your healing? How's your healing? What? Come on. If you if you're not if you're not fighting, you should be healing. Let's go. Let's go. Get back in there, kid. <laughs> and, it, and it's been it's been ridiculously fun, which I'm very happy about because I really liked the 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 story from the game that which I missed out on entirely because I couldn't play the DLC because I didn't enjoy it. Uh, but now that yeah. the TV series is out, it's a really good time to like jump back in and kind of refresh myself on the knowledge before season two arrives. I'm going to be like deep, deep, deep in The Witcher. Uh, and the good news is, is now that I'm playing on normal and part of me kind of wants to try hard because like mm-hmm. I just beat a Cyclops and it only took me like two minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the point if it's the Cyclops that's not going to be hard? Mm-hmm. So. It's maybe time. So I'm saying that, that check mark on my New Year's resolution. I'm uh, absolutely perfect at blocking now, and uh, you guys should watch out. <laughs> uh, so, so, so due to the coacher, you are now good at the Witcher. Yeah, um, he's an excellent coach. Uh, I, it was mostly you. I was just helping a little bit on the on the fringes there because qu- he's qu- very modest. Quick aside, um, <laughs> Mandy had gotten pretty far in the game where um, she hadn't really engaged in Gwent. A whole lot. Gwent is the in-game <laughs> card uh, collecting game in The Witcher, which I was obsessed over. So she was like enjoying it, but kind of like let it, you know, on the back burner while she's dealing with important things like you know the the, the state of politics in in the world in the country and whatnot. monsters and and mon- and cyclopses. Um, and so she finally got to a point where they were like, "Hey, in order to get further in the story, you have to beat these people in Gwent." And she's like, "Uh, I don't have any good cards," and I like the fiction of her Witcher now getting into Gwent in order to murder. <laughs> I, I decimated everyone in Gwent nonstop for like the next, I, I mean yeah. like real day of my life. Yeah. I just went back to every town and beat every person in Gwent. She caught up on like like two weeks worth of Gwent in one day. <laughs> nice. It's fun. It That's is a awesome. fun card game. Hashtag Gwent. Hashtag yeah. Gwent all the time. It was, I was very excited to see you play it. Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, The Witcher is still good. Yeah, still good. Still holds up. Still they good. made a great great game. That's awesome. That's awesome. So The Witcher 3. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, and then I guess I'll go next. Uh, I also have been working on my New Year's resolutions, which was to finish <laughs> more games. Making me look bad, you two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I picked back up Rogue Galaxy, which I think I last played about two months ago, maybe. Maybe, maybe even longer than that. I don't remember. Uh, but which is a 2000, I believe, or 1999, but I think it's 2000, uh, RPG for the P- uh, PlayStation 2. It's by Level 5, who also did uh, the Dark uh, Dark Cloud and, and all those types of other games. So uh, I picked it back up, 
And I was maybe about halfway through, maybe a little bit longer than that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to beat it before this week's podcast. Uh, I did not beat it before this week's (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I got to the very last boss, uh, maybe about an hour before this podcast started. I was like, dope. I got this. This is no problem. Uh, so I start playing it. You know, I'm playing through the final boss. No problem. Watching all the cutscenes, getting all the story. This is great. Uh, and then I died about about halfway through the boss. And I was like, okay. And then I remembered, oh, this is a PlayStation 2 RPG. I got to do that all over again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. You you thought wrong. I don't even think yeah. that game lets you skip cutscenes. I think you just have to, if, if there's a 15-minute cutscene, you just have oh. to sit and watch it all over again. Thankfully, you can skip cutscenes oh, in this okay, one, okay. but you can't skip all of them. So when I was going back through it again, I was able to skip through, I think, like the major ones, and then there was one in the middle that I still had to watch like the, a minute of it or whatever. But I was able to cut th- cut past it after that minute. So it wasn't too, too bad. Uh, but yeah, after I, so then I was like, all right, cool. Let me get back into this. I think I can still do it before the podcast. I get back into it. I get to the very last phase of the boss. I've been playing for about 20 minutes now at this point for the, la- for the final boss. Joe. That's correct. Yeah. About 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. I was like, all right, got it. Joe's watching me. It's a very slow sword that you got at the very end for the final boss. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll do this. And then I got one shotted. <laughs> No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was awful. I thought he had been playing the same thing for like hours. I was like, how long have you been doing this? And he's like, it's only about 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, man, I really feel like you've been on this one boss for like an hour now. And he goes, oh, that's because I died like a half an hour ago. And I had to play again for about a half an hour to get back to this point. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she didn't see me, you know, lose earlier. So she's like, well, can you at least skip all that other stuff? No. No, no I got to do that all over again. Uh, so that's in my back burner. So oh. as soon as we're probably done with this podcast, I'm going to go back to it and and, and beat it. Rogue and Galaxy actually, seems yeah. so real. Can, so tough. Can you imagine if life worked like that? Like you woke up in the morning and you went to make toast and then you burnt the toast and then like suddenly you like woke up and then you had to like brush your teeth again and then get dressed oh, again. No. And then like you had to start your whole <laughs> well, day over. Well, thank you for putting that into my subconscious. That'll <laughs> definitely be my, my looping nightmare tonight. Ugh. Yeah. I just can't get but, uh, the avocado on the toast right. Wake up. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, but the game is still very, very fun. I still found myself getting into it. I'm doing all the weapons. Uh, since I've already beaten it, I don't mind following a guide to, in order to get all the weapons. Like right. It's not telling me where everything is, but it is telling me what to combine because there's the combining in the factory system and everything is just way too in-depth for me to figure that out on my own. Like I got stuff to do. <laughs> I got other games <laughs> to play. Yeah, I just need to fi- I just need to finish this game and then I'm good. So. Hey man, you're right there. You're right there. Don't worry oh, about I'm it. There. Jump I'm back there. in, finish it out. You're you'll be fine. Yeah, because I need to finish it before before um, Ghost of Tsushima comes out, which is like in four hours. <laughs> which is in four hours, and Joe's going to be playing that. So I need to, yeah. and I'm playing it on the PS4 through the PS2, or, yeah. you know, through a digital download of it. So <laughs> I need we are to recording it. this on a Thursday. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was my game, Rogue Galaxy. I swear I'm going to beat it, and I will update it very briefly next Good. week. Send me a text. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know the minute it happens when you're when you're done. Just be like, done, just so done. I can have peace of mind. 
You got it, Troy. You got it. Thanks, Brian. Uh, speaking of you, Troy, yeah. uh, I'm not going to go to you. Uh, ah, Troy, what would you like to do go. next? Or what, would, what did you play this week? <laughs> this week, I decided I would play a digital indie title. It was only 39 cents, and that's going to come back. We're going to come back to that a lot. But I played a game <laughs> called The Deer God on the Nintendo Switch. It's a platformer with the beautifully pixelated weather, day and night lighting worked into the very basic and very buggy concept. You're a hunter. You get turned into a deer god by a deer god. <laughs> and then you get reborn into a tiny fawn every time you die because you're a god and you continually get reincarnated. Oh. I bought it because it was on sale. It was only 39 cents. <laughs> and you know what? Normally, I would, I would still complain like there was no tomorrow about a game like this, but... For 39 cents, I can't complain. I, I tried to play this game for about four hours. I mean, I say I tried because, wow, it is really, really, really buggy. Oh. There is just, it, it's it's an older game. I okay. think it came out a few, like a year or two ago. And it's it's just not very good. Is so, it just like freezing so, up? Is it just like, I don't okay, know, uh, the buttons don't so, work? No, the buttons work. Um, it's just so there's care there. So the pixelation in it is one of those like stretched pixel kind of things. So okay. it's not exactly like clean square pixels I can all over the place. That. Right, it, and it looks pretty great actually. To be honest, it's, it's a really pretty game. They worked weather patterns in, and oh. they worked like the sun. And that every time a day starts and ends, it tells you how many days you've been alive, essentially, as the deer god. And it, it's really it's very interesting. But it's it's when you when the pixels start to mesh together and the colors start to kind of bunch together. You can't see the bad guys. So, like, oh. there's snakes on the floor, and you kind of just walk oh. into them, and they stab you with their mouths. And <laughs> there's tarantulas, and they're hiding behind things that you can't see them. And it's, if you could, if if you're walking towards it, it's it's like the game knows it's not going to fix where the platform is and how, how everything's working out. So, it, it's, just, it's just not very good. It's very pretty, and it's not very good when it comes to, like, running. I don't even know what you're supposed to be doing, to be entirely honest. Because I think the idea, I think... I think what the game is supposed to have you do is you're a hunter at the beginning and you're supposed to feel bad because you go out and you hunt things. Uh -huh. And then you become this deer god. Yeah. And then the deer god's like, karma's real, reincarnation is real. You're going to think about all of your platforming skills and your religion and you're going to think about everything right now as a deer god. And, and the game tells you this. And I was like, I don't think that I would find what? You want me to what now? At some point in the game, hunters are the villains and you have to, you only have like three moves, a jump, a double jump, and a headbutt. That's it. <laughs> this is basically wait, wait, like uh, like a lesser version of Robot Unicorn Attack. Wait, yeah. Does the, like I would rather. Does the deer god kill you? Is that why you reincarnate as a deer god? I, I don't know. A purple light happens that was really pretty and then you're a fawn. Okay. No, and then you, you go murder no. other hunters. I, I'm pretty sure you're the deer god, and you turned a version of yourself into the deer god, and then the cycle continues. You'll probably end up taking mercy on a hunter, and then turn that hunter into a deer god. I tried that. Cycle. They shot me. <laughs> I died. <laughs> I died a lot. What you, what you don't realize is the very end of the game is you turn back into a human, and you have to write a letter entitled Dear God. Yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> it just you know, says, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 39 cents, that's why. It was if, if I had paid, I think it was like an $8 game or a $10 game. If yeah. I had paid $10 for this game, I would be so mm. angry right now. But for 39 cents, what yeah. was I expecting? That's fine. I was like, yeah. this is hey. funny. 39 cents? Sure, I'll give you a whirl. Hey. You have a great pun as a name. This and is wonderful. We appreciate the work y'all put in there, but 
but it didn't didn't work for us. That's it, all right. It sounded like they put a lot of effort into it, and then they realized too late in the game that like, oh, this doesn't work, and then we can't fix it. But so we might as well either. release it. But you can, you know, you either we'll, run out yeah. of funding or you run out of time. Funding yeah. or you run out of time. Yeah, that's what yeah. that sounds like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it just it. Very pretty. I, for 39 cents, I'd tell anybody, go get frustrated in how annoying the control <laughs> system is. And, or not even controls. Just go get frustrated by not being able to see the bad things until they stab you with their faces. And and it's kind of funny. There's a lot of stabby, stabby things in the whole game. There's fire, and it's awful. At some point, you, you wind up getting other deer to follow you, and they just, they don't really jump. So if you jump over something, they just fall directly into a pit of spikes. If you... If you jump over some fiery trees and awful things, they just walk into it and die. I don't know what the point of having them follow you is. I'm not sure. But there's little, like, it's just very confusing. The game, I I don't know what I'm doing. Can I just say that the idea of calling eating mouth stabbings is really Uh, fun. I mouth stabbed a hamburger earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I gave you a piece of my mind. Sit there and mouth stab on it. Uh, I'm going to make you mouth stab those words. <laughs> mouth stab my butt. Yeah. <laughs> are, are we going to call Gamers Digest mouth stabbers now? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> we mouth stab sandwiches and t- play games. <laughs> what is it? Mouth stab. Yum. Ouch. <laughs> Yum. Yum. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Go spend 39 cents if you want to get frustrated, but also have a really good time because you, you're like everyone else. You will hate it too. Hey, 39 cents for a couple of hours of enjoyment is that terrible (laughs) yeah i i i really liked it at first because it was super pretty watching like leaves fly across the screen and rain happen and then the day and night would happen i'm like this is a beautiful looking game and then a snake would mouth stab me and i didn't enjoy it as much anymore (laughs) fair enough all right so that was dear god that's correct nice and then uh troy Round us up last. What you got? You know, Joe, I didn't hear you um, taking on any any um, uh, resolutions uh, with your game this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, Mandy's, yours was blocking and parrying. Yes. Uh, uh, Brian's, yours was finishing games. Correct. Uh, yours was blocking and parrying, too. I thought it was not doing impulse buys. It was, it was not, yeah, it was not buying, it was not, fin- it was more like Brian's not finishing games, but I have quickly learned that I need to learn how to block and parry because that's actually why I don't so finish games. So Joe's going to take on all of our resolutions <laughs> I got on you. herself. <laughs> She'll do all the resolutions. Well, I'm going to give that's you right. mine as well, which was to do more uh, Metroidvanias. Um, that's I correct. got you. Because I haven't done that at all. <laughs> I don't like those games. Ugh. And this game I'm talking about this week is the furthest thing from a Metroidvania. It is called Donut County. Yes, donut like the food, not like do not. Nice. Just in case you were wondering. Nom, 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 nom. This is a beautifully cute and charming indie game made by Annapurna, which is the same makers of Unfinished Swan and and what became of Edith Finch, I believe, made by one of the creators of their named Ben Espacito. I want to play this. So this game came about it came out in 2018, and I meant to play it then. It didn't happen. Uh, it was on the PS4 and, and whatnot, and the Switch, I believe. And it came out for the and phone. The and it came out for the phone a few months later. And I was like, "This is where I want it." It stayed on my phone for two years. Oh, I gotta buy that. <laughs> Until two days ago, when a friend of mine was like, "I just finished this game," and I'm like, "I haven't played it. It's been on my phone for two years." They're like, "Why are you telling me? Go play it. <laughs> It'll take like a couple hours." And so I did. Um, 
so this game came about because they were doing a game jam and game jam is kind of like where a bunch of indie developers get like a loose idea and they all just kind of riff on it and make these games in a couple days it's like like a 24 hour mm-hmm. project or 48 hour um so this game jam was based around peter molyneux the make one of the makers of of uh, fable and in it they were given he was given a prompt uh and it, peter, peter molyneux always has just like the most off out of the box like <laughs> prompts for games you like what if you were a knife but the knife had wings and the wings decided <laughs> to go fishing i don't know um so this was a a fake peter molyneux game jam okay 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 <laughs> someone making fun of that their prompt was you play as you play the role of a hole you must move around an environment making certain elements fall into correct targets at the right time you play as a hole. <laughs> That's what you do in this game. You are a hole that moves around, and when you you swallow like a piece of paper or a coffee cup, your hole gets bigger yeah, and I bigger heard... and bigger and bigger. I thought it was very much like Beautiful Katamari, where you're a ball and then you get more and more stuff and you get bigger and bigger and bigger. This can lovingly be called like the inverse Katamari. Yeah. Because you because everything is going away instead of it getting uh, getting bigger, and then there's a whole mm-hmm. mystery around it. Um, you play as this raccoon. <laughs> Who's right. operating the hole, thinking that it's like an app on his phone, <laughs> and he kind of knows that it's really like swallowing people in, under the ground in their businesses and their children <laughs> and their cars, but also he just wants to get to level ten. <laughs> it's still a raccoon, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very smart raccoon, um, and, and it's 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 him and his friend, who's a human Mira, kind of just dealing with the fact that he's played this game and pretty much sucked to the entire county under the ground and they're just trying to piece together like why it happened and also who's behind it so it's a nice little mystery you're saying that raccoons yeah. aren't big on empathy <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a statement that this game is going for uh but it's charming the visuals are very simple and and colorful um it's not pixelated it's definitely a a, a more of a cartoonish looking art um, and the music is just so slamming. Every nice. like, play this with headphones. I don't care if you play it on the PS4 or the Switch or your iPhone. Do yourself a favor and put the headphones in. Uh, this game was probably five bucks uh, two years ago, so I, I definitely worth the buy. I would say, definitely worth a, a donut sandwich at the very Ooh. least. Ooh, um, I'd love a donut sandwich. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But not with like not like a regular sandwich. I don't know. I wouldn't put meat in it. I don't think I could put meat in it. I would. I could put meat in it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I put a Kit Kat well, on a hamburger you, once. I, you, yeah. You're, you're underselling it. Yeah. Uh, but but would you call like a jelly filled donut a sandwich though? No. Yes. It has something in between bread. No, because it's fully encased. I don't know. Would you call a calzone a, <laughs> a a stromboli a sandwich or a calzone a sandwich? You could. You maybe. It's the same idea. Technically, they <laughs> are. <laughs> I, I would just like are we like, going out of left field? Well, I would like to point out that the Association of Sandwich does not recognize a hot dog as a sandwich. And it's much more like a sandwich than a donut is. I'm just right. Saying. Hot dogs are do. I, I could make it more of an argument for a hot dog a being a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Donut County is pretty great. So <laughs> all right. uh, feel free to give it a whirl if you all ever get a chance. It's, it's a short, fun game. All right. So that'll do it for our games. Now it brings us to our news segment. News, 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 Let's uh, start it with uh, an oldie, but a unfortunately, no, it's still not a goodie. Stop it, COVID. Stop it, COVID. Stop it. Stop it. So, uh, this week, Destiny 2's Beyond Light expansion has been delayed uh, until November 10th. And that's it was the originally going to release. Yeah, that's a really big one. It was originally going to release in September, but, you know. 
<laughs> right, right. They've had a new big expansion every year in September for like the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much almost since its inception. Pretty yeah. Much. Not anymore. Uh, nope. Nope. But, uh, you That's know, it's going to be though. tough. That means it's going to be competing yeah. with like cyberpunk and oh, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, if I if I had to, to choose <laughs> that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's bringing some really big changes to Destiny as well. So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just know. unfortunate. It's, it's less likely that I will play that because of that. Yeah, I agreed. I agree. I'll probably put it off for a little bit. Maybe I'll pick it up at the beginning of next year because normally I would pick it up and That's enjoy it for a month or two and then be like, all right, cool. But it's, but, it's never as good as when it first drops with Destiny. Yeah. Oh, it's, I agree. It's, like a, it's, a, it's agree. an evolving world. Like You want to be there when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah absolutely oh well yeah it's unfortunate but it, it is what it is uh which brings me to former bungie owner microsoft is no longer producing the xbox one x and the xbox one s all digital edition uh, it will still make the irregular xbox one s in the meantime until you know the xbox series x just just too many okay whatever and then there, yeah. letters at the end There's you know too many x's and s's and we're all we don't you know could, what's happening you can still buy an xbox you can't buy as many as you could before but no one cares because the new one's coming out right <laughs> Correct. That's, that's pretty much that is a very good way to put it manda nicely done uh and then also canceled though is the u.s army giveaways on twitch uh, did you know that the U.S. Army had a Twitch channel? Well, now you do. <laughs> I, you didn't need to answer. I already knew you already knew what it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, they were doing Xbox controller giveaways in quotation marks in chat that would just redirect you to the recruitment page for the army. Whoa! Gotcha. There was yeah, there was no mention of like a giveaway or anything when you got to that page. It was just hey, answer your uh, your information and we'll recruit you. Join the army. <laughs> wow. How would I yeah. explain that to my mom? <laughs> right? I, was just, I just needed a new controller, but I don't know. Now I'm shipping out to Iceland for some reason. <laughs> uh, and uh, so Twitch was uh, made aware of it earlier this week and was for and has forced the army to stop the blatant fake giveaways. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. <laughs> yeah. Is there a secret war with Iceland I don't know about? Well, I, I didn't want to use a country where we're actually at war with <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Is there a secret war with Iceland I don't know about? I'm saying I'm not saying anything <laughs> about that. We're, we're going to move along. I don't know. Because, <laughs> I just, you know. I just watched D2, The Mighty Ducks. There's a lot of Iceland hate. <laughs> They seem like the enemy of America in that movie, so it worked out for me. Then also, Eurovision came out with the uh, with the the two Iceland uh, Will Ferrell and oh, uh, what's her face from Iceland. Yeah, yeah, the next place movie. Yeah. So, um, but then also things that have also been stopped are the Red Dead Online updates. There hasn't been one in seven months, and players are responding hmm. by dressing their in-game characters as clowns in order to bring attention to the issue. And so, you know, also have something to do in-game. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could dress your character up like a clown in Red Dead. It, it's sad because that game had so much promise, and then we played the online, but yeah. then we dropped out before it ever became something. And yeah. it sounds like they did some content updates and then kind of dropped the ball they, again. they added everything that we wanted there's heist yeah. you can play poker and domino like it, right now it's where it, i wanted it to be when we started playing but the people who've been playing loyally the entire time 
it's old to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with no updates for seven months. That's that's pretty rough. And that, that, that can't, brings me can't back just to blame like Corona on that one. Well, that one's no. not a paid service, right? You just no, it's free. Uh, no, that's free. It's free. I mean, yeah. it, but there is purchase, microtransactions. Yeah, there's microtransactions, and it comes with purchase of the game, so it's not entirely free. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because exactly. you paid sixty dollars for a very long, very in-depth game that also had multiplayer. So I guess I can't complain if the multiplayer oh, isn't. Yeah, no. You know, continued for years. Yeah, I yeah agree. fair enough. Um, but thankfully, some companies did give us some updates this week. And we'll start with Devolver Digital. Always one to make conferences weird. They spared no expense this year and released a free game to go with their conference. It's called Devolver Land Expo and takes place in a canceled video game conference center. <laughs> They're just so subtle, you know? You just, you just have to read in between the lines to figure out what's going on. What's this really about? <laughs> um, but anyways, you can watch all of their game trailers in the game as well as unlock a special trailer that they didn't show during their conference. Ooh. Nice. And and the game actually looks beautiful. I think it only takes maybe about an hour to play, but it is it is gorgeous looking. That is such a fun idea. I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Devolver, they they always do something different. It's almost always gory and bloody and whatnot. So, you know, what you which it wasn't different this year either. But they <laughs> decided to include a game with it as well, which is just so cool. Yeah. Just so them. But then also, Ubisoft gave us a conference. Troy, would you like to explain to us what happened? Yeah, Ubisoft had their first Ubisoft Ford, which is the same thing as a Nintendo Direct and a PlayStation All Access. I just, just all, they should just call them all Directs. Nintendo got yeah. out there first with this. <laughs> it's an Ubisoft Direct, a PlayStation Direct, Xbox Direct. Let's just call it what that is. I've seen so many of these that I didn't realize this is the first time Ubisoft has done this. I was just yeah. like, oh, look, another one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it's their press conference they would normally do during E3. Since that's not happening, they have their own thing going on. Um, I'll give you some highlights um, um, from that. Uh, they debuted new um, content from Watch Dogs Legion, which is going to be the, the next uh, iteration of the Watch Dogs franchise. It takes place in London. And the craziest, awesomest thing about that game is that there's no central character. You are a group you're really, you're pretty much the entire game. You're every mm-hmm. NPC in the game has the potential to become the main character and you kind of recruit a team. So they sold the sold us on this at last E3, but we got to kind of see it more in action f- during this forward and uh it works. Um I I mean I am curious to see just how much variety there will be when they say hey, you can play as anyone in this game. I do mm-hmm. mean that I do think that means there's really only seven different types of people. <laughs> but they all look they yeah, look yeah. different. Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. could still be fun though. I think it, oh, I, I am for it. I think it's great that they're even trying to do something so daring. Um, yeah, and then they also showed the uh, the short film that uh, I think a French uh, filmmaker made uh, during it as well. That uh, that was about Watch Dogs Legion, and it was great. Yeah, it was, it was a really a good animation. Thing. It was like an action sequence and kind of just set the tone for what they're going for. Once again, yeah. it's weird that you have games that are kind of like tiptoeing on what's happening in real life when it comes to like the resistance yeah. and like the way mm-hmm. that you see some altercations of people in that game with law enforcement is like, oh, uh, was I'm watching this right now uh, in real oh, life. Oh yeah, a lot of that is happening, and it definitely makes me feel kind of uneasy. Like tapping back into these games a little bit. I don't know. Nah, um, that makes them rad. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to me. They're uh, just relevant, man. The other, the <laughs> other big game, uh, big games they showed off. They showed up Hyperspace, which is going to be a um, battle royale set in the future. It looked like it had a really good fiction to it, but like I was so bummed when it ended up being a battle royale. I was yeah. so down for that fiction, and I was like, oh yeah, 
that's like the player one type of world where you have this, you know, alternate reality that you can live in and it seems to be controlled by these people yeah. and there's like a mystery. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'd love to play like Ready Player One, the video game. Yeah. And they're like, Nan does a battle royale. And I was like, nope, got no. Yeah, like, that actually is the most Ready Player One thing because only one oh, person absolutely. in Ready Player One got got the universe, so it's kind of like that as well, which is kind yes. of funny. Very, very <laughs> true to the fiction, but very against my playstyle. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and it's yeah, called and Hyperscape. It's, sorry, not yeah. I was about to say Hyperscape. I was yeah. <laughs> um, Far Cry Six debuted. It's a trailer for its new game starring Giancarlo Esposito an actor from Breaking Bad fame and lots of other movies. It was and very TV red. Shows. It was so yeah, many other things. Yeah, it was a disturbing trailer. He's uh, Far Cry is always big on on developing its villains, even more so than the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is oh, fine because they kind of want you to be the main character and fill in your own blanks. But I think they, I don't know, this has to be it. This has to be the last Far Cry because I don't think you're going to get a more intimidating, chilling person than Giancarlo. <laughs> It also seems like this is going to be super violent and... They all are. Yeah. They all are. No, yeah, there's nothing are. subtle about any of the Far Cries. They're all just wham, bam, killing and stuff. Can I ask a question? I've never played a Far Cry, and yeah. I did see the trailer, and I was like, whoa, these are not at all what I would have imagined them being. Is there any uh, consecutive story that goes through them, or is it like a, almost like Borderlands where it's like kind of a yeah. new thing? It's, and only it's, a few characters that okay. It, it's even less than Borderlands. There, there, like you do not play as any characters from previous Far Cries. It, they're all standalone mm-hmm. scenarios. The only three lines cool. they have are that's why the gameplay is so similar. There's not a lot of iteration between them. They're still fun games, and that's why they emphasize so heavy on the villains because you defeat the villains and then you move on to a new villain. Uh, exactly. But, hey, I'm into it. I love the Far Cries. They're lots of fun, so I'll check that out. Um, and then the big showstopper for me was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That is the new yeah. Viking Assassin's Creed coming out in November this year. Um, one of the big things that they were able to reveal is the female version of Eivor, the main character. We hadn't seen a lot of her leading up to this. So this time she got put front and center. <laughs> She's dope. Yep. Got cool face paint. Yeah. I, no, I read an article great. on the internet that said that the character is identical whether you play a girl or a guy. They're not right. two different characters. They're the same person right. uh, down to like conversational points yeah. and romance options yeah. and everything. Uh, They're just going to be the same. Unlike thing. Assassin's Creed Odyssey where if you picked male or female they were different characters and they actually interacted with each other. This is not that. This is just one person, same character, no difference they besides said, the gender. They said it's an animus upgrade. <laughs> yeah. The animus had to get with the times, yo. Yeah, exactly. And I also heard that you can change their gender during the game as well. Like oh, if you're cool. playing it and you're like, eh, I, I, I don't, I'm not really feeling the dude. You can change it to you a can chick. see what it's like from the other other side. Um, yeah. Cool. It, 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 they showed a lot of gameplay. And uh, I got to say, it looks great and, and, and interesting. I'm, I'm for the new combat system. I can definitely see where the bones of this project are with the previous two titles, Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. It is definitely mm-hmm. them making a better version of those games, it looks like. But I'm super interested. I'm hearing things like they don't have conventional quest systems, uh, like no side quests, that things will just kind of naturally evolve. That's and cool. when, I, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, wow, it's, it's just going to exist in the world. But then when I mentioned that to a friend, uh, they were like, that just sounds like they added more steps to your side quest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's yeah probably. <laughs> but yeah, it looks great. And then, but most importantly, um, they revealed that you could get a cat Viking companion. That's so, right. Cat Vikings. It's a thing. Rawr. 
It is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, go, go and check out uh, the Ubisoft 4. There were uh, a lot of other little games and, and some bigger games there if, if you're interested to check out. But those are the, the ones that uh, we care about the most. <laughs> yeah. The ones that stood out. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to be here for 20 minutes like we were at the PS conference. So. <laughs> Sorry, man. I can't help myself. I'm a, I'm a it's okay. Boy. It happens. It happens. <laughs> But you know what? That, that brings us now to, to the last segment of the news, which is Turn Up For What? Turn Up For What? <laughs> and this week, it's with Joe from Katusando. Welcome to another summer week in Animal Crossing. This week brought us lots of fun in the sun, the summer fishing tourney, and endless stargazing nights. While many northern islanders are escaping the heat by diving into the cool waters surrounding their islands and have been waiting for Celeste to bring them a meteor shower, stargazing is hitting new heights on southern islands with the northern lights taking shape in the sky. The aurora borealis began gracing the snow-covered star-surveying southern isle spots last week. The polar lights shining in the night sky only happen on special nights, so be sure to listen to villagers for hints and clues. Placating the palate of the peculiar scallop devourer Pascal has become almost a daily occurrence for Northern Islanders. This scallop connoisseur will usually pop up as soon as you plunge into the water and retrieve the perfect prawn. CJ was back briefly to cast off another spectacular fishing tournament with prizes for every 10 points you make. And now, on to the turnips. This week, as reported by the Sow Jones, the market opened this week with opening sales reaching an average of 99 bells and selling lower than expected with the highest being 398. And that's it for now. This is Joe from Katsusando signing off, reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rested parts. Back to you, dragons. Turn up for what? Oh, man, I'm going to be so sad when that when that segment goes away. I hope it never goes away. It'll never go away. No, no, totally will. Totally will. Totally will. <laughs> Maybe somehow Fanula and and Katsusando's Joe can figure something out to to make it more new and interesting. I'm sure they will. You know, the those turn up for what people are always so so informative. Informed. informed. There informed. we go. <laughs> Nobody knows the words of that song. Nope. That's why I stopped. <laughs> Everybody stops at informer and then they just pause. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, that'll do it for the for our news segments. Now that brings us to our mighty morsel tasty topic. Mighty morsel tasty topic. Watcha! (laughs) (laughs) And this week, uh, it's going to be brought to you by Troy. What do you got for us? So it was brought to my attention that in one of the games that we heard about recently, Far Cry 6, 6, that uh, you could have a companion. That game has lots of companions. In Far Cry Primal, you could have a little saber-toothed tiger. In uh, in another game, you had like your buddy Joe. (laughs) Well, in this game, apparently, you can have a little dachshund in a wheelchair. Oh, it's the it cutest so cute. of doggos. I need that dachshund at all times. So this had us thinking about all of our doggo companions in video games and kind of discussing, I want to discuss like what it brings to video games. Does it bring anything for you necessarily? And if it does, what is, what is that? I feel like it almost brings a sense of anxiety for me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> One of my first instances I remember of having like a, like an important animal companion, not an animal companion that like stayed at your house with your mom or yeah. an animal companion that you had a few minutes and a few minutes and then it disappeared like a for real animal companion was Fable 2. Right, right. The Fable 2 dog, you got to choose what it looked like, and you get different dog skins. He palled yeah. around with you the entire game. And then, uh, spoilers if you haven't played Fable 2, they kill your dog. Oh, but no, there's like choices in that game. Isn't there something you no, can do? No, the dog like- is killed regardless of your choice. Oh. And then you get to choose whether to bring him back 
or to save like orphan children. Oh, uh, so uh, did, but, they just, did, did that just like ruin dogs for you in video games going no, forward? No, I still love animal <laughs> companions, but uh, as soon as they give me an animal companion, yeah. every time I'm like, is this going to die? Is, <laughs> did you give me this because I care about it more than any human you could have possibly put in the game? Is it going is, is to Like, you, you know, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, for, for me, um, I, I think if it's an animal companion that um, is practical, I tend to enjoy them more. I think one of my favorite uh, animal companions would be D-Dog from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. It's a okay. little dog in a stealth suit. It puts a little knife <laughs> in its mouth. And then you go and you're like, boom. And he's like, ruff, ruff. And then cuts the throats of your enemies <laughs> and then w- runs back to you like a good boy um he is a good he's the best he's boys. the bestest boy <laughs> there is something to be said with i think games where you have to cover large swaths of land of just moving through a space with a dog next to you just by itself feels good like a connection is made right and not like uh not like your best friend who if you're you know walking around they have to be talking right and there's a dialogue happening or there's a story happening with with like dog companions they can just walk by your side and you just fill in all that story for yourself (laughs) (laughs) it's just being here like that's enough you don't need anything else it's enough just to be next to your dog friend um but yeah, that that's kind of where my dog thing is. But is there any other um, animals, uh, Joe and Brian, besides just dogs that, that maybe you find companionship in video games? Okay, I was I was gonna ask that actually. Are we only talking about just doggos, or are we can we can we? Because I totally. I I don't I'm not a huge fan. I I okay. I love that you can pet animals in games. I am I am all about that life. I love that you can have animals be your helpers in games. But because of games like Resident Evil, whenever I see anything that you have to murder that's an animal, I am not about that life. I do not. I don't like murdering T-Rexes. I don't like murdering Yoshis. I don't like murdering doggos. None (laughs) of it. Sometimes you have to murder the Yoshi to get to the ledge. It's just one of the basic truths of life. And I never did it. Never. <laughs> I never got to some of the areas and got my three stars for things because I couldn't do it. Like, I, I think back to, yeah, um, what is it, uh, Yoshi's Island for Nintendo 64. And I got so upset every time a Yoshi died because those little shy guys would fly down. And you played as Yoshis with other right. Yoshi brother, like siblings with right. you. I was so unhappy every time one of them died watching their little body get picked up by the shy guys that fly and then taken into a creepy castle. Like, what are they doing with him? What do they do with that little white Yoshi? Bring it back. No, Bring it no, back. no, no. See, that's not what happens. What, what's happening in, in, in Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers world is when you drop that Yoshi, what you don't see is right under the screen is a lovely farm. That the Yoshi just falls on with other Yoshis, <laughs> and they they play catch and fetch, and they, they eat apples all day. It, that's what's really happening, Joe. I don't get the same attachment for Yoshis that I do with like animal companions, like like dogs that like follow you around. And I feel the same way about horses for some reason. Like unless what? they build a, like a like a relationship between you and the horse, like that might as well be like a train. Like I have no emotional connection well, to Roach. I have no emotional you, connection what? to Opona. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Just, you have no emotional connection to Roach from The Witcher 3. You know Roach isn't a horse, right? He's definitely a he's misfiring like a, uh, <laughs> magic spell that you can't get rid of. <laughs> or like a, a god. Oh, but that's the thing. Like my emotional connection with Roach wasn't good, but I <laughs> Roach, what are you doing? Come over here. Roach, get off that building. Why are you Roach. in a tree? <laughs> Just do what I'm saying. Uh, but I definitely had an emotional connection to him. Um, yeah. 
I hear that. Uh, for me, uh, if, if it really has to be a specific pet, and I don't even know what that specific pet is. Salamander. Because, like, yeah, right. <laughs> because, like, in Final Fantasy series, you have chocobos. Right. Um, you know, dogs also exist, and, you know, other things still exist. But you have chocobos, you have moogles. You know, you have these things that you actually do uh, attach yourself to. Uh, especially in Final Fantasy VII, you can raise them. And also, I think in Final Fantasy fourteen, you can also raise them. Right. But you can you can form an attachment to them, but I just don't. <laughs> and, but and, and I don't know if it's because they're chocobos, if they're because they're not dogs, because they're not cats. I don't know what it is. It just but like, register. but other games, it just doesn't register. Yeah, but like other games, like Fallout, like Fallout Four, you had Dog Meat, who was your your dog yeah. companion that followed yeah. you around. And that one, every single time you got hurt, I just wanted to throw something. At, not at the screen, but at the person who hurt him. Okay, okay. Normally, nor- normally I'm throwing bullets, but yeah. you know, so I just wanted to throw something. You and, wanted to mouth stab them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that did connect to me because I think it's because it's an animal that actually exists in our world. Oh, okay. That so I had like a, a fantasy certain... animal, it's harder for you to relate yeah. to. That's Correct. Yeah. Totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I am completely unreasonable. If yeah. they give you the opportunity to make friends with something and it helps you out, I feel like that's your partner, and you shouldn't leave <laughs> it like in the in the dust to get to a higher level. I think yeah, it's but just like wrong. we play Pokemon and stuff, and we beat up our precious animals all the time. If you listen back to other episodes, <laughs> I had problems with that too. <laughs> and do, if you, you listen do. to those same episodes, I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, when you, Sabo you... cries, it's just, I, I can't. I can't take it, man. You got to play a few hours of The Witcher and you got to turn around and you're going to be like, hey, I got to move halfway across the continent and you have to go whistle, whistle, and then you have to have Roach show up in the middle of a house and then just your, your, your O button doesn't work and then you try whistling again and then he just walks in place to mock you. You just a little, a little bit Epona of a never little callous. That. No, no, she didn't. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Epona. <laughs> shout out to Argos from uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Just this is now yeah. your section. If you had any other animals, as we're <laughs> wrapping it up, any other companions, go ahead and throw them out. <laughs> Wolf Link goes in the bad companion column. Well, it's Wolf Link. That's it's you. correct. It's not even a pet companion. No. It's you. Agreed. I'm just saying, Joe likes all animals. Not on board with Wolf. Wolf I don't like that uh, one. You're right. I, I do have one final question before we move out of this topic. Yeah. How important is it in games for you to be able to pet the whatever? Pet a dog, Very pet a cat. Oh, yeah. pet Very important. Something. Very important. Don't show right. an animal unless you can pet it. I 100% agree with that. Um, I I will give them I will give them some leniency if like they let me pet like uh like the dog and the cat but maybe there's like a cow and I can't do that. It's like uh, I would I would have appreciated okay. it if they if I could pet everything, but also um it's not like it was devoid of pets. Or like let me pet the animals that don't run away from me. Like if it's a bunny and I approach it and then it then it runs, runs away, away, then don't let me pet it. But if yeah. the bunny doesn't move and just stays there, yeah. then clearly I should be able to pet it. Right, right. I, like I agree. That. Um, I, I want to pet everything. I want to pet all the things. In Tomb Raider, when they let you pet the llamas, I was like, this is the <gasps> best game. The alpacas. <laughs> I think they were alpacas. But either way, they were adorable, and you could pet them. And I was yeah. I was like, when they gave you the trophy for that, I was like, is yeah. there's really a thing for pet? I was just doing this for fun. Un- Thank you. Uncharted 2 <laughs> had that for yaks. You pet that yak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You get a trophy. Yeah, uh, better. But yeah, awesome. hats off to our animal friends in, uh, in right. games. Yeah. I wish I cared and, more about Yoshi. Or hats on to our animal friends. How cute. Ooh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So, uh, yeah, let's move off the uh, Mighty Morsel Tasty topic. And now it brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, 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 do. It's the Dragon of the Week. Oh, it's so sleek. It's the Dragon of the Week. It'll make you tweak. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week. And uh, Dragon of the Week is our chance to show a little love to a person, a company, a group of people, uh, maybe even some pets of people. Who knows? We yeah. can do whatever we want. We're, we're going to learn and a little something about the industry today. That's, that's what it's right. about. That's right. As long as they're in the industry, we're cool with them. Uh, and this <laughs> week, we have Manda bringing us our Dragon of the Week. Yes, I, I haven't done a dragon in a while and I felt bad. So I decided to bring you guys the best dragon, the biggest and the greatest of dragons. I'm sorry that no dragon will ever be as good as this one. The most dragony of dragons. <laughs> the most dragon of dragons. And Elder who is dragon. this? Elder Dragon. Ooh. I'm going to be talking about Tim Schafer. Woo! Nice. So Tim began his video game career by applying to Atari and Hewlett Packard, where he was subsequently rejected, probably for being too awesome. He then moved to LucasArts, where he may have made a tiny flub during his initial phone interview. He mentioned that he was a fan of Ball Blaster, a one-on-one sports game that somewhat resembles soccer. However, his interviewer informed him that LucasArts had developed Ball Blazer and that, in fact, Ball Blaster was the pirated version of their original game. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Undaunted by this unforeseen turn of events, Tim drew a comic strip of himself and submitted it in place of his resume. Uh, In the comic strip, he was applying for the position and receiving the job at LucasArts in the style of a point-and-click adventure. They hired him. <laughs> <laughs> so he was uh, kind of a designer director right out the bat. No, they, they, they hired him as um, as a play tester. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, uh, Tim's... Bottom of the pole. Bottom of the totem pole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but one day he'll become those things, but not right now. That's right. Tim's first position in the company was on the scum team under Ron Gilbert, where he play tested Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ron instantly recognized how amazing Tim was, obviously, and offered him a chance to work on a new project, Escape from Monkey Island. Uh, Together with Dave Grossman, another very talented developer and writer, Tim was responsible for writing nearly two-thirds of the game's dialogue, which was brilliant. Hashtag, I am Guybrush Sleepwood, Mighty Pirate. Monkey Island went on to define a genre, becoming one of the most acclaimed point-and-click games in gaming history. After Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2, Tim, Tim went on to lead the development of Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, and Grim Fandango, all of which would warrant a recent remaster and re-release. Played him. Played him. Every, <laughs> every game that he developed while working at LucasArts on his own has been re-released. Uh, when LucasArts foolishly began to shift away from adventure games in early 2000s, Tim left the company to found Double Fine Productions. Their first independent title was Psychonauts, an action adventure set in a psychic summer camp where super spies leap through people's subconscious. Praised for its unique characters and quirky dialogue, the game drew players into a unique world by making even NPCs seem clever and interesting. And Double Fine would continue to make amazing content, including Brutal Legend, Costume Quest, Stacking, Double Fight Happy Action Theater, The Cave, Broken Age, and many, 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 many more. Tim has hosted the Game Developers Conference, and he has won a Lifetime Achievement Award for his work at LucasArts and Double Fine. Recently, Microsoft acquired Double Fine Productions in order to expand its first party and indie footprint, but Tim remains active. He continues to lead his team 
and uh, hone his comedic writing skills. He will be responsible for writing all the dialogue in the upcoming release of Psychonauts 2. But um, Tim is my dragon of the week, not necessarily for all of his achievements or all of the amazing games that he did, even though all of those are stupendous, but more um, because he's the funniest person that has ever existed ever. <laughs> um, so a little bit story about myself is uh, Monkey Island is the first video game that I ever played on a PC. Um, wow. And uh, I... How old were you? Oh, I don't even remember. Maybe six? Oh, wow. It was, it, I was, I was, it was the first computer we ever yeah, owned. Yeah. It was in our laundry room. Yeah. And, and uh, Monkey Island was our first ever computer game. Cool. So I remember enjoying playing that game before I even understood how it worked. Right, I right. just liked the idea that there was a chicken yeah. in my pocket, and I thought that was really funny. Um, and I think a lot of the, the quirk and the humor and the joy in the game comes from Tim's sense of humor. If yeah. you watch interviews with him or um, if you... Um, see advertisements uh, for their games like you feel a lot of his humor and it's really very uh, amazing yeah, i would highly recommend a joyous infectious very genuine sense of humor that is unabashedly as silly as it is smart <laughs> it, it's silly it, it's intelligent and it's never mean yeah it, it's always uplifting it always takes something that's dark and difficult it, to handle and <laughs> makes it funny without making fun of it and without uh like 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 uh, dismissing it yeah it's like it, addressing something and making it really funny. I, I remember when we first started dating, I think we were talking about Monkey Island and you're talking about, you know, the games and how great they are. Um, unbeknownst to her, she, I don't even know if you were as big of a Tim Schafer fan. Like you were, you just didn't know it yet. Um, or did you know that? No, uh, I, I, I was, t we had just started dating. So, you know, as you do, you talk about your favorite video games. And I was like, I really <laughs> like these games and I really like these games and I really like these games. And Troy's like, you know, all those games were made by the same person. Yeah. Right. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, here, this is what Tim Schafer looks like. And then he like pulled up a video of Tim Schafer. And then I laughed like out loud, like too hard, like, like embarrassingly hard. Like and it was every just... sentence he said, she was on her like side cracking up. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I, this man defined your humor I think I shouldn't tell the world this but I can't watch his stuff I, I, I follow his Twitter account and then sit in a dark room by myself going like ha ah! so, <laughs> like I can't handle it so uh, the cute thing about that's the the story is that unbeknownst to her at that time I had started a Tim Schafer fan page on Facebook <laughs> because there wasn't one I, I want okay. I was doing something on Facebook video game related you know like I do now um, yeah and and uh, I wanted to tag him in it and he had nothing so I created my own, <laughs> uh, but it got a little out of hand because people started believing I was Tim Schafer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I've never actually written anything like that. No, no, no. I'm just posting stuff that he's doing here. Um, but it was cool. We ended up actually bonding over our our our, our joint appreciation for this guy's uh, line of work. And now we're married. Yeah. So thanks, Tim. All thanks to Tim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but but addition to being uh, very funny and very genuine, he's also very empathetic. Okay. When the the first wave of Gamergate scandals came out, he I know he spoke out against some yeah. of the people who were being harassed, yeah. and it caused a lot of harassment to fall on top of him, uh -huh. uh, which has been very difficult for both him and his team. But um, he really pushed through it, and I think his his resilience to those issues is kind of amazing. But yeah. um, uh, he I is. Agree. Uh, superhuman, not in the way that people have superpowers, but in I feel like he is more human than regular humans yep. and more funny than possible. And, and I believe it. Like he, he and his company kickstarted Kickstarter, yeah. I, in my opinion, because when Kickstarter <laughs> started, it, you were doing some things, but he was like the first company that got over like a million 
in such a short amount of time. I think he's definitely one of the main icons in the video game industry, especially the, the independent scene. And soon they'll be coming out with their new game, Psychonauts 2, to continue off of that, that lauded game from, from yesteryear. And uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're in like Flynn. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was sad because the original Psychonauts, even though it was critically acclaimed, did not sell very well. Yeah, um, which was sad, which is why they had to go to Kickstarter, which is why they had to do all these other things in order yeah. to get the funding for their next game. Uh, but, you know, hopefully the this new one will do much better financially. Uh, still the same critically, though, because, you know, you really can't get any better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I like like it feels wonderful to support good games, but I think it feels even better to support good games made by amazing people. So it's wonderful to see him be funny and be amazing and also make good games. Yeah. So so thank and you, thank good, you, Tim. Good leader. And I apologize for rambling. <laughs> He's so funny. Watch him. Join my YouTube. Good at, yeah. good at Twitter. We should change our tagline to supporting good games by amazing people. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, nicely done there, Manda, with Thank such you. a such a titan of the industry, such as Tim Schafer, and finding out about his his resume is is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> his pedigree. Yes, yes, very much so. But unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Boom, 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 boom. But you can always find us online. Check us out at Twitter at Taste of Dragons for day-to-day updates on things going on in uh, mostly the indie scene, which is where we like to where we like to live. <laughs> but also some bigger game news as well. Check us out on Instagram for some weekly content that is original just to Instagram. Uh, check us out on Twitch at Taste of Dragons as well, where we have a few shows that are happening in the works every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Yep. Uh, and um, YouTube. Yeah. And also check out YouTube. We have a, our, our burgeoning YouTube page with a lot of Animal Crossing fun and some little spotlights on indie games. Our hatchling segments go there. So we're, we're spreading our wings, y'all. We're spreading our digital wings all over this <laughs> Take flight. That's right. And uh, on Saturdays, uh, we're coming close to the end of the original Last of Us. Uh, That's which right. was the latter half of it. That's right. On Saturday, and... we have friend of the podcast, Jen with two ends. That's yep. right. <laughs> uh, play your first right. playthrough. She seems to be having a great time in yeah, the most yeah, horrible yeah. way possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, Trey, you've still been playing through your thousands. Oops, I bought a thousand games. Yep. Every Monday, I'll have, oops, I played a thousand games, or I go through a thousand games uh, three at a time. And then on Wednesdays, I'll be picking one of those games that I go through to actually play a little deeper and get to know a little more. So Mondays and Wednesdays for me, and then me and Mandy sometimes, and then Saturdays for Jen. That's right. Friends of Dragons. The and, friend yeah. zone. The friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like I said, that'll do it for us. As always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Please be careful. Yes, please put on your mask. We would like to meet again. <laughs> Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast, a podcast for everyone's day.